Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L. And I'm Hannah D. And we're your host. This podcast is a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, you can reach our booking team by texting this number, 919-675-1058, or join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash the Anon podcast, T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to fellowship with other guests and listeners. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with step work, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as an additional resource towards our collective growth as addicts in recovery. This podcast does not represent NA and is not affiliated with NA as a whole. We are simply addicts who are seeking the message of recovery by discussing NA literature together. Nothing more and for sure nothing less. We are grateful to be of service and to give back to our fellowship by helping facilitate this podcast. Now let's get started. I'm an act named Zoe and this is the Just for Today for June 12th. A vision of hope. Yes, we are a vision of hope. Basic text, page 53. By the time we reached the end of our road, many of us had lost all hope for a life without the use of drugs. We believed we were de- destined to die from our disease. What an inspiration it was then coming to our first meeting and seeing a room full of addicts who were staying clean. A clean addict is, indeed, a vision of hope. Today we give that same hope to others. The newcomers see the joyful light in our eyes. Notice how we carry ourselves and listen to us speak the language in meetings and often want what we have found. They believe in us until they learn to believe in themselves. Newcomers hear us carry a message of hope to them. They tend to see us through rose-colored glasses. They don't always recognize our struggle with a particular character defect or our difficulties with improving our conscious contact with our higher power. It takes them time to realize that we, the old timers, with three or six or ten years clean, often practice, often place personalities before principles or suffer from other unsightly character defects. Yes, the newcomer sometimes places us on a pedestal. It is good, though, to openly admit the nature of our struggles in recovery for, in time, the newcomer will be walking through those same trials. And the newcomer will remember that others walked through that difficulty and stayed clean. Just for today, I will remember that I am a beacon to all who follow in my path, a vision of hope. Thanks for letting me read. Special announcement. Uh, we're coming up on one year uh, that we've been publishing these um, just for today meditation episodes. And with that, there's going to be a little bit of a change that occurs on June 14th and after. So June 14th will be the last new just for today meditation uh, episode to be published. Um, so what that means is on June 15th and, and, and after, uh, you may just need to do a search for the date to listen to that. Um, meditation episode. Um, they were recorded. We started last summer on June 15th. So, so again, June 14th will be the last new um, published. After that, you'll need to go ahead and, and search on whatever platform you're, you're listening to for June 15th and so on. A couple other things. We have about 32 episodes so far of the basic text study that drops every Sunday. It's an hour long um, 
episode. So there's about 32 hours of, of basic tech study material, and we anticipate another 20 hours, so another 20 episodes. And so that's every Sunday. Please make your way over there and, and take a listen to that. But in that spirit, we're starting a living clean study. And so I would really like to hear from you if you are interested in being a um, a permanent member of that, which which would mean that you would participate each week. Uh, we meet for an hour each week, or if you'd like to be a two guest, uh, a two episode guest. So please do um, uh, make your way over to the Facebook page, find the information link for the Living Clean study, fill that out, and I'll be in touch with you. Or you could text me some information on the podcast number. I want to hear from you. What content would you like uh, the anonymous podcast to explore? I know we have some folks asking for um, some pamphlets or, or the guiding principles to break those down. So I want to hear from you. Uh, but really, thank you. Thank you for taking this journey um, with us. Uh, it's, it's, it's really neat and encouraging to, to think about us coming up on, on a year. So, um, so again, folks, June 14th will be the last new episode for the time being being published after June 14th, do a history search by the date, um, to listen to June 15th, 16th, 17th, et cetera. All right. Enjoy the episode. In today's episode, we'll discuss the just for today meditation with our guest, Michelle C. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the anonymous podcast. Thanks Douglas. I'm super happy to be here. Yeah, I am too. So Michelle, can you tell us your clean date where you attend meetings and can you give your home group a shout out? Absolutely. So my clean date is August 13th, 1992. I got clean in the Bay Area uh, in Redwood City, California, and I currently reside in Bend, Oregon. I've been here 18 years and my home group is the Early Risers. We're actually an online meeting that started during the pandemic. And uh, it is absolutely one of the best meetings I've ever attended. It's completely... Uh, revived my my recovery this last year it's been really awesome so and you can find us on uh, virtualna.org all right fabulous so we're going to transition to the just for today could you share your thoughts on a vision of hope absolutely um you know when i read this reader uh, this one hits home for me because when i went to my first 12-step meeting the very first time i walked into a 12-step meeting i felt this love. I saw these people, they were all super connected and there was just this energy and love that was happening in this room that I wasn't experiencing anywhere else in my life and that I really was craving. And, um, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't my uh, last hurrah. I'm a, I'm a three times a charm person, uh, on my third go round narcotics anonymous, I'd found NA and, uh, had started, I, I actually got really lucky. A, a woman had 12 stepped me into the program and um, she saw that I really needed a foundation and she encouraged me to meet with this group of women that were working the steps together and in Narcotics Anonymous. And, and um, so I got connected with this group of women and started working the steps. And, you know, I was really young when I got here. I was 19 years old when I walked, when I made the decision to stay clean. And um, I didn't have anything in common with any of these women. I was, you know, 10 years younger. I was, you know, brand new, walked through the door. They had three to I think seven years clean in the room. And, and yet they were willing to like share this hope with me, right. To help me, help me find this, build this foundation and, and begin this recovery journey. And so I started working steps uh, with this group of women and going to NA meetings and, and, and every time I would walk into the rooms, right. I'd see that, that what this reader's talking about, 
I would feel this love in the rooms. I would, I would see those lights in people's eyes, which I knew I didn't have in mine. And, and people really cared, like people cared about me. People reached out to me during the week to see how I was doing. Um, you know, people would come up and say hello to me. And in, in my addiction, that wasn't happening. Right. In my, in my addiction, nobody was, uh, picking up the phone to call and say, Hey, how are you doing today? Um, and, and so I started to build this community of people in my life that cared about me, that wanted me to succeed. Right. And, and that wanted me to be a part of something. And the other thing that, that, um, you know, that it talks about in this reader is that people will believe in us until we learn to believe in ourselves, right? And I had that here and, and I really didn't feel that. I didn't feel that in my family, like they were expecting me to fail. Um, my friends that I had prior to recovery were expecting me to fail. I was expecting me to fail. And so I came to this place where people were like, you can do this. You know, I had all these like little cheerleaders uh, cheering me on, wanting me to succeed in life and helping me really grow up, right? And um, helping me find this path to recovery. And, you know, that as that, as my time in the rooms kind of, you know, as I stayed and I started collecting clean time and I, I started, you know, growing and, and participating and, and being of service and being, being really being a part of um, the fellowship, right? I mean, I, I started taking on commitments. I started, um, I started, um, you know, I went to my first world convention at 18 months clean in Chicago, which was like this mind blowing experience. You, you talk about a vision of hope, go to a world convention, man. Like that is, it is like in that main speaker meeting, there's just this vibe, this energy vibration that is so incredibly powerful. And, um, you know, like you, you walk away and you're, you have this energetic high for days. And, you know, I think that the other thing that uh, this reader talks to me about, right, is that importance that as I've stayed clean, um, you know, that, well, one, I only have today, but, you know, I, I've stayed clean for, for 28 years of today's and that I'm still human and that I have to be willing to show up and let the no-comer know that it's not all rose-colored glasses, right? It's not all... Um, perfect and smiles and joy all the time. And so, you know, throughout my recovery, I've made it a point to make sure that when, when I'm not doing well, that I show up, that I show people that, you know, I, I struggle with depression as well as addiction. And so I've had times where I've shown up in meetings and had to say like, I'm not doing well, but I'm going to show you that I'm going to stay clean and that no matter what, I'm going to keep doing this. Right. That, that, See, that, that, that Michelle, that speaks to my spirit right there too, because it's like, sometimes, you know, I got clean in 2000. And so, so, you know, it's, it's almost like, uh, when we are going through a season after we've been clean for, for a while, we go through a season to where, like you said, we just maybe not doing well, you know, whatever area it is, you know, whatever it is or, or whatnot, we're just kind of off. And, um, addiction always hits me in the back of my mind, bro, you're clean too long to be sharing about that. Like, don't do that. And then immediately, anytime that I, that I get hit with that, like, I know that's the shit I need to kick out immediately. Like, that's right. what I need to be talking about. Do you get hit with that at all? Oh, yeah, man. You know, a few years back, so I moved to Bend, right? And Bend's this small community. And and so often I'll sit in the room and I'm the person with the most clean time or the woman with the most clean, clean time in the room, right? So then I started thinking, I started having these expectations of myself, you know, mm. like, I need to share this certain message. I need to share 
and, and what I realized is that there's just as much hope in sharing that I'm still human, right? I'm still human. Life still hurts. I still experience feelings that I don't like, which is why I used, right? I used because I didn't like how I felt and I didn't want to feel, right? And so now that I'm clean, I have to feel and I have to learn what the tools are to make it through those feelings. And that that is hope as well, that there's, there's hope in that and showing people that, you know, whatever stage of life I'm in, whatever's going on, that I'm still human, that I'm still dealing with character. Yeah, that's good, man. You know? Do you, do you remember when you first started seeing, you know, what, what you would classify as old timers when you got clean, like that they were human? Like it shocked me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like when it was, I think it was fellowshipping after, you know, after the meeting one time, we were riding around, maybe at a restaurant, something like this. But then I heard that, you know, dude, he's clean a few years. And I like, look, oh, you know, he was one of the guys who 12 stepped me. And I'm like, you know, he could do no wrong. But then he was like, he was like either wrong about something or he was, you know, saying something a little bit off that I had just not witnessed before. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it rocked my whole world. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And my, I was probably in, I probably had two years clean and my sponsor was going through a really hard time. And this circle of women that, that I was working the steps with, like we came together to support her and it was like these role reversal, right? Like all of a sudden I got mm. to be there for her and, and, and our roles shifted and I got to sit there and hold her hand and watch her cry and realize that she was going to stay clean through this because she was asking for support. She was letting us love on her. She was letting us be there to hold her up during her hard time. But like seeing her be so vulnerable and human was like, oh, you know, knocked her off that pedestal for a minute, right? right like right. <laughs> she's just human. She's just like me, right? She's just got this one day. And, and in this day, she needs to have hope and we have to be her hope, you know? Hey, Michelle, how do we, how do we, and I don't, I think combat that is probably is not the, the right word, but how do we find some kind of balance um, with that perspective of saying, okay, look, uh, you know, no pedestal, but I think sometimes um, at, at maybe as a fellowship, right, we take that to the other extreme to where um, we, we hear st stuff like, you know, clean time doesn't matter, you know, what time did you wake up this morning, I really don't, you know, um, and, and I think it just diminishes the folk who've, who blazed a trail for us, you know, like there were folk carrying the message long before 2000 when I got clean right. and, and, and they created that atmosphere. And I think I do a disservice by having that perspective of saying, bro, it's about what time you got up this morning type of deal. Don't, don't share your experience, strength and hope with me. Don't, you know, I know this, don't, you know, I got this, you know, we're like, do, do you feel that it's swung a little bit too far one way since well, you got clean in 92? Ha, have you noticed that maybe that difference yeah, there or, or where yeah. are we at with that? You know, the, the, the saying, right. Clean time takes time, right? Like I'm proud of my clean time. I am proud of my 28 and a half years, right. I'm coming up on 29 years in August. Like I am proud of that. Like that's a lot of days that I woke mm. up in the morning and chose to be clean instead of using right? That I chose a new way of life. And so absolutely, I'm proud of that. And, and, and I think that there is, I, I do think we do a disservice because, you know, in 92, there was a lot of people who got clean before me already. Right. And, and I, I don't want to put them on a pedestal. I want to acknowledge though, that they've been blazing this trail 
and they're holding this space for all of us and creating these resources for us and mm. and you know that they brought these tools to us that that we could change our lives and that you know i think that's important and you know it's interesting i, I was recently uh, working with a sponsee and and you know i work steps a little differently with people my first time through and and she was like well we're not using the you know the the step working guide and i said no but this is how i do it right this is right, this is right. if you want what i have this is where we're going to go this is where we're going to start like someday we'll do the step working guide but this is where we're going to start this is where i started and it got me clean it kept me clean i'm still clean mm -hmm. women that i'm sponsoring have been clean for 10 no, that's beautiful, man. decades yeah. right so yeah. it works if you want to do it and if and if you don't that's okay but but this is this is what I have to offer, and it's what I believe in. And it's not that I don't believe in that book; I just came from a simpler place, and it's where I like to start. So I feel you, man. I don't take my guys through the through the step working guide unless they want to do that, and then not through their fir first round either. You know, it has to be yeah. has to be on the back end. So no, I get that. And you know, uh, sharing that sometimes though, and like talking with folk, you'll see some folk who are who you know, kind of are like what. Right. what you what you right. we could do the steps out of not out of the step working god who right. who says we could do that right right because what i was told when i got here was i had to find somebody that i wanted what they had and then i had to do what they did mm. if i wanted to get where they got right that was that was like what we used to say back say, in the man. day right yeah. and yeah. and you know i think that the other thing too is is like there's a change in the other big thing that I've seen in the time is like this change in desperation, right? A lot of people are coming in, you know, um, when there, there wasn't as many like recovery programs and things weren't as, as, um, readily available. These, these ways to, to find your way to the rooms, I'll say. Um, and so there was a different level of, I think, desperation too, that, um, when people were arriving back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, right? By the time we, we got to the rooms, there was this real sense of desperation. Um, Michelle, you know, when I make those comparisons, and I do it a lot of times, like real lighthearted, you know, it's like much love to everybody, you know, and that and that whole thing. And, uh, and, and you know, into, into that point, I wonder if it's like just outside of the fellowship, I wonder if it's like a cultural, you know, influence type of swing because like getting clean folk told me on a regular basis, shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. Shut up. And not like in a nice loving way. Like I just said there, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it was, it was like, they're, they're being mean. It felt like, yeah. you know, but sit but down, they, shut up. I was told to sit down, shut up in the front row and not talk. Cause I had nothing to share. I, I didn't have anything yet. I needed to listen. I needed to learn. Right. Or work the steps or die. And you know, motherfucker was always at right, back right, then, that right? Was <laughs> and it was like you know and I've heard people say I, and hey you know what I needed that I I know that's not everybody's way I needed that tough love when I got here because a I was a high bottom addict I had a shit ton of yets left in my in my uh mm. pocket to go and experience and and I really never wanted to use again right I really you know the third tradition which I love right I had that desire to stay clean and, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to do the things I was learning about in the rooms. Cause I got a great education when I got here about what drugs were out there that I didn't even know about yet. Right. And, <laughs> right. and, um, you know, and, and that I haven't had to go out and use those drugs and I haven't had to go further down the rabbit hole and that I could, you know, and I think that's, that's a part of this vision of hope thing that I think is really important too, is that 
when you walk, like you don't get to Narcotics Anonymous by accident. You don't just like, you know, hey, there's a church with a bunch of people outside. I'm going to go see what's happening in there. Wow, it's a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. Let's see what this is about, right? I don't, I've never heard that story. Maybe it's out there, but I haven't heard it, you know? And so we don't get here by accident, right? And then we get here and, and we have people saying things like, oh, you haven't done enough. What? You haven't done enough, right? I mean, people said that to me when I first came in, mm. you know? I drank more than you spilled. Uh, you're 19, you're, you're, you know, you got more to, you know, you're, you're not ready. And, you know, luckily I had that rebellious streak in me that was like, oh, I'll show you. Yeah, that's right. You don't yeah, know who yeah. I am, right? No, I'm going to show look, you. Look, I'm over here dying. I'm over here cracking up because this dude, <laughs> look, I got clean at 16 and this dude hit me with, uh, uh, he's just this, you know, this old, old dude. He, he was like an old drunk, you know, and he, and that, I remember him yelling. He had like tobacco coming down his lip and stuff as he was telling <laughs> me this. He's like, I spilled more than you drank. And then, you know what? Like by the looks of him, it was true. <laughs> you know, like right, he, exactly. He, well, he was on his last right? leg then, yeah. you know, he was on his last leg and all that. Right. But anyhow, but yeah. I wish yeah. to that point in my life, I had been quick enough. I'm, I'm not super quick witted. Like, like thinking back, I'm like, well, I wish I would have been able to say, well, I'm the lucky one then, buddy. <laughs> you right. know, like, you know, lucky me. No, but, it's good, man. It's all but, good. You know, so, I think to, you know, but that, but that, I think that's the other thing that ties into this vision of hope is making sure people realize, like, no matter when you walk through these doors, right? If, if you, if, if you're waterlogged or you're, you know, struggling from, you know, mm -hmm. detoxing or, or your, your life is just starting to get messy and you've found your way here. Like take the opportunity once you walk through these doors to sit in that seat and listen for the message, yeah, listen good. for those ways that, you know, yeah. and don't come, cause I could easily compare myself, right? I, I have this funny story where I was sitting in this meeting, my sponsor sitting next to me, somebody was talking about an eight ball and I kid you not, I leaned over and said, what do billiards balls have to do with drugs, <laughs> right? I didn't know I hadn't done that drug, right? But, but I could have let that moment separate me from this fellowship. I could have right let on. that be the yeah. reason that I didn't stay. And she said, it's a yet for you, right? That was her reply to me. It's a yet for you. That's all I needed to know, right? And later she told me about it, but, but like, that was, that was the moment of realizing I didn't need to do that drug in my life to know that I'm an addict. I have enough proof that I'm an addict. And once I really started to listen, and that's what I love about Narcotics Anonymous, right? That our literature talks about addiction. And, and I love that because I can see addiction in my life. I, I, whatever you want to fill in, like what I'm addicted to, but as I started to, that was the beauty for me of Narcotics Anonymous in my life was, was, was being able to embrace that I am an addict. Fill in the blank, whatever I'm going to fill that void with, right? To avoid who I am and how I feel, right? And, and you know, there, there was this thing that happened for me probably around 10 years clean where I really was struggling with that little voice in my head that would say, maybe you're not an addict, Michelle. Maybe you know, you've been clean 10 years. Maybe you could have a drink today you know, maybe you could, maybe you could do this. Maybe you could, maybe you have enough knowledge about yourself and you've grown up right now. You're in your, you're, you're getting into your thirties and like, maybe, maybe you're mature enough that you could be normal, right? Whatever that is. Um, and so I, I came up with this phrase for myself, which is what's the worst thing that can happen if I use, right? 
and, and I got my laundry list, right? Play the tape forward. I could lose my job. I could lose my family. I could lose blah, blah, blah. And not, not just the material stuff, right? I could lose all the spiritual principles that I'd gained, all the, the, the you know, self-worth and dignity and integrity, those things that I had accomplished in, in my 10 years at that point. And like, so all these things, that this laundry list of things that I realized if I decide to pick up one more time, I could, I could lose so much. And if I choose to stay, if I choose every morning to wake up and say, I'm going to stay clean today. The worst thing that's going to happen is I have to feel, right? I have to feel no matter what. And that's the only, that's the only downside I can find in Narcotics Anonymous is I have to feel. We'll take and that so, trade off. Yeah, we'll yeah, take that. Right, right. And I'm like, and <laughs> I've got all these amazing tools that, that you know, I think the whole world could use would be a better place if everybody worked the 12 steps, but I've got this amazing set of tools, have this amazing like foundation of people and, and this community of people in my life that hold me up when I'm feeling weak. You know, if I just let them know where I'm at, right. And that's like what this reader's talking about. If I just let them know I'm hurting, like my phone starts ringing, people are checking on me. People are, you know, I get held up while I walk through that feeling because that feeling's not going to last, right? It's not, it's temporary. Addiction could be permanent, but these feelings are just temporary. Yeah. And Michelle, with this is, with that as the backdrop, let me ask you, let me ask you this um, question I'd like to ask all the guests as we wrap up the episode, knowing yeah. what you know now and being on this journey for as long as you have been, if you could sit down with Michelle C with one day clean or one week clean, could you share with us, uh, what would you say to her? Oh man. I just tell her, hold on. This is the most beautiful gift you're giving yourself. Like Christmas morning, the most beautiful package waiting under the tree that you can't wait to see what's inside. Savor every minute of it because it's the best gift you're going to give yourself. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. We encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Until next time, we are your hosts, Hannah D. And Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm-hmm.